You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Anchor Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Jay, John Tabor is alive back at the uh, sports talk. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I had to, <laughs> my board's trying to give out on me, man. I, I'm just I got told the coach on the phone. I'm just down in the dumps. Yes, it is what it is, and it sucks. <laughs> Tabor, love it. Love the honesty. I just thought it was appropriate that you were just speechless. You were yeah. silent. I, I, it's funny you said that when I'm watching it. It took me about five minutes. I just sat there and like a statue, just. I'm just, yeah, like, uh, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people feel the same way this morning, uh, Tabor. Hit us up at 888-993-7762. Keep the text coming. The coach, Jack Thigpen, joins us for his weekly visit. How are you doing this morning, coach? Good morning, good morning. I'm doing good. You guys doing all right? Yeah, uh, considering that the way that that ended uh, last night with the Vikings, and, of course, uh, you were a part of a lot of great wins in your career, including a state championship at Ruston, but you had some uh, tough losses and some heartbreakers throughout your career. Do you remember a game or two where you just sat there like, what in the world just happened? Well, you know, I I don't know that I can remember one that ended quite like the Saints did last night when you just pretty well know you got it won and then something happened like that. I, You know, to be honest with you, I can remember uh, uh, one or two where a shot went in, you know, that that you got beat, but it wasn't a situation – where you you basically knew you had the game won. I think to me that was a difference in the Saints game. You know, in basketball, you're going back and forth, particularly if it's like a, a one-point game, two-point game right down to the buzzer. You never know who's going to win. You know, you're on edge, and then somebody makes a shot and they win it, or they miss a shot and you lose, or whatever the case may be. But in the Saints situation, you know, they score that. The game's over. I mean, you win the game. You know how I many seconds left? All you got to do is make a couple stops and – you know, you feel like everybody's celebrating, you're jumping up and down, and then all of a sudden your emotions change and you lose. So, you know, I think it changes like that maybe in football more than basketball but because of that situation. But I, I don't remember a particular loss right off the top of my head where, you know, I, I, I thought we had a game won and ended up losing it. But that was a tough one for the Saints, no question. Probably the equivalent to a, a full court shot. To beat you? Like well, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be something like that. Right. Where maybe you make a shot with a with a you know second or two left and the other team calls timeout, so you're celebrating and you think you've won the game. And, and they shoot. I do remember a state championship game. Now, I was not involved in it, but I saw it. It was Florine and Darlene. They're class B schools. And I don't remember what year it was, but it was a number of years ago. But it was a close game, and I do remember that Doyle was down like one point, and they made a shot from the field uh, right at the end of the game. It was like two seconds to go, and when that ball went in, I mean, the teams were jumping up and down. The fan, uh, the, the the bench and the players on the court were jumping up and down celebrating, and it was a state championship game. They thought they'd won a state championship game. Well, the Florine people – uh, really had really smart. A guy from Florine stepped out of bounds. Another kid from Florine took off down to the end of the court. The guy out of bounds just threw the length of the court. Guy from Florine caught it and laid it up within a, just a fraction of a second before the buzzer went off. The basket went in, and Florine won the state championship. Mm. So that was a tough one. 
but as far as me personally being involved in one like that, I don't remember it. But uh, uh, if if it happened, I'm sure I would have remembered. Uh, Jack, it was nice to hear you on the broadcast this uh, past week for Louisiana Tech on the road. Before we get into the two games, got to ask you, what's it like traveling with the Hall of Famer Dave Nitz? Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Dave and I have traveled a lot of miles together. We've been friends for a long time. And uh, uh, Dave, Dave, one thing which is good about it, Dave loves to drive. He, he, as a matter of fact, he said he would like to be a truck driver, and he, he, that's what he likes to do. He just enjoys driving. So I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to drive or not. I just sit to drive in the passenger seat, and, and he drives. But uh, we talk a lot of reminisce about old times and old games and that sort of thing, and it's a lot of fun to drive with him. He's a great guy, and uh, we get along great, and it's, it's just a lot of fun. And we, As a matter of fact, we had one of the tech uh, graduate assistants rode with us when we went up uh, Wednesday to Middle Tennessee, and it was about eight hours in the car, and of course he was sitting in the back seat, and he's young, and he doesn't know anything, so we reminisced about old-time tech basketball and some of the things that went on in the past, and he had a complete history lesson. He knew more about Louisiana Tech basketball, he's the history of it, when he got to Murfreesboro than a lot of people do. So he, he stayed he, awake he got the whole a kick time, out right? Of that. He, stayed awake when he stayed awake when y'all were telling the stories? Well, I'm not sure. He said he did. I didn't ever turn around and look, but (laughs) for most of them anyway. (laughs) The other thing is, Nitz doesn't like to stop at uh, fine establishments, right? It's a bunch of fast food. Well, he does enjoy it. Now, he's getting a lot better. Uh, I've driven with him, like I say, for years. And before, several number of years ago, the only place he would stop would be Wendy's. I mean, you you know, well, it didn't make a difference. It was at at lunch or at, at, at night or whatever, if he was going to get something deep, we were stopping at Wendy's. It, you just knew that. But he's gotten a lot better now, and he's, I think he's trying to eat a little bit better. And uh, he loves the Golden Corral. Uh, I think he liked to had a fit when he drove through Monroe and saw that gold, new, brand-new Golden Corral over there in West Monroe. But uh, we did eat at Golden Corral one time, and, and he's, he's doing a little bit better. But it used to be McDonald's for breakfast and Wendy's the rest of the day, and that's about all you had. Well, he's had some opportunities on the road as uh, the Bulldogs played seven of the last nine on the road. Thankfully, the schedule eases up a little bit now. Seven of the next nine will be at home. Biggest takeaways, uh, Jack, of this uh, road trip, especially the two losses from last week. Well, in both cases, Tech played UAB and Middle Tennessee. In both of those situations, those two teams had an experienced team with older guys and they also had a big inside presence. Uh, Middle Tennessee uh, started Brandon Walters, who's 6'10", 250 pounds. He was a senior, been at Middle Tennessee for a number of years. And then they had Nick Keene, who was a king, who was a transfer from the University of Alabama. He was 6'7". And uh, then they had another, they started four seniors. Uh, those two big kids, Walters and King, inside, and a couple of guards that were really good. And they were older, they were experienced. They had won a lot of games. They had been in the NCAA tournament the last couple of years, beat Michigan State and Minnesota the last couple of years in the NCAA tournament. So they were seasoned. They were big. They were strong. And uh, they had a lot of confidence. And Tech just couldn't overcome that. Then we go down to UAB. They've got Chris Coakley, who is 6'8", 238 pounds in the post. He's a senior. they got William Lee, 6'9". He's a senior. Uh, they got a little point guard back he was actually only a sophomore but he's a junior in school he got hurt last year and had the red shirt so they had an experienced team they had some big guys in the post 
and Tech just couldn't overcome that. So it was a situation where you played experienced teams with a lot of seniors, with a lot of big inside people that were really good. They weren't just big. They were outstanding players. And so, if, you know, if you're going to compete, you've you got to have some inside presence, and it's always good to have some seniors or some guys that have been around a while. And Tech's just lacking in those two areas. You know, they're young. They play a lot of freshmen. And their inside presence right now is just not where it needs to be. And consequently, you know, we, we lost those ball games. And it doesn't uh, help your cause when you're out without uh, Bracey. They did not have him against UAB on Saturday. That certainly changes up the dynamics of this team. Well, it does. Uh, you, he played against Middle Tennessee, but you could tell he wasn't full uh, speed. His back's been bothering him. I don't really know exactly what's going on with his back, but it really does bother him and hurts him. And he did not play as well against Middle Tennessee because of that situation. And then it hurt him so bad after that game that he just did not – he was not able to play against UAB, as you said. And also against UAB, Janiah White, our seven-foot post player, he only played seven minutes. And every time he turned around, he was getting fouled. He ended up fouling out. I mean, first of the game, first play of the game, they throw it down inside of their big kid, and they call a foul on Janiah. And I think about two plays later, they did the same thing. Coach took him out, put him back in, another foul. So when we did have somebody like Janiah White that maybe could match up a little bit inside, he didn't get to play hardly at all because of foul trouble. So, yeah, we were we were playing behind eight ball there and against UAB and UAB and Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky and Marshall. We've played all four of those teams on the road, and I really do feel like that those are probably four of the best teams in the conference, if not the be- the four best teams in the conference. So I know people are kind of looking at the Tech's record and thinking. You know, oh goodness, we're not going to be very good and, and all that. And But we don't start playing some of the middle of the pack and lower divisions schools here now. And I think we're going to win a lot of ball games before this place, before this season's over. And obviously, Tech's not going to win the conference, I don't think, but they've got a chance to finish kind of in the middle of the pack and, and hopefully get hot in the tournament time and get everybody healthy and make a good run at this thing in the tournament. All right, Jack, I know you're on the road with the uh, Bulldogs. Any takeaways from the high school ranks or perhaps a, a blast from the past? Well, if, if you'll uh, let me indulge a little bit, you made a mention of this a few minutes ago, but I'd like to talk about it because of a certain situation that's coming up. 30 years ago this year, 1988, Ruston High School won a state championship. And uh, yours truly got to got to coach that. But there were some things I want to mention about that. We talk about Ravel getting off to such a good start this year. That basketball team at Ruston High School won 17 straight games before they lost a game. At that time, P.J. Brown was playing down at Winfield, who, as we all know, went on to the NBA and played. And they had another guy named uh, Roderick Cox who played at Tech and played some at Grammy. They had a player down there named Corey a Browdy, who was a heck of a basketball player that played football at Tech. And Ruston and Winfield matched up twice during that course of that year in some outstanding basketball games. And Ruston managed to come on uh, out on top on both of those. Ruston won. We're talking about Ravel winning tournaments. Ruston won three tournaments that year before they, before they lost a game. They ended up winning 30 games for the year, 30 and 3, and one ended up, as you mentioned, winning the state championship. Uh, in the state finals, they beat undefeated John McDonough, who won the who won the public school league in New Orleans. They were undefeated going into the state championship game, and really nobody gave Ruston much of a chance to win that game. Actually, in the semifinals, Ruston beat Shaw High School out of New Orleans, who won the Catholic school league in New Orleans, which back in then the Catholic school league champion was a pretty well knock-in for the state champion. 
and Russell beat Shaw High School in the semifinals. I don't think many people gave Russell a chance to win that game. But they were the only the fourth basketball state championship team in, in Russell High School's history. They were the first state championship game since 1962, which uh, I had an opportunity to start on that 62 team, along with Leon Balmore and a guy that was the president of ULM for a while, Lawson Swearingen, played with us at Ruston High 62, and then 68 was the next state championship team. So the 88 state championship team at Ruston High was the only state championship basketball team Ruston High School's won in 56 years. And they're having, we are, we're having a get-together uh, on Friday, January the 26th. Going to have a fish fry and a little program and uh, get together in honor of that 1988 team. And I don't know if anybody's listening out there from around the area that would like to come or maybe remember those guys, maybe in the Ruston area. You're certainly welcome. We would like to have anybody and everybody that would like to come and honor those guys and visit with them a little bit. And they could call Ruston High School. It, it caught a lady named Virginia Rainwater at 255-0807, Ruston High School's office. And let them know you want to come, and it'll be Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock at Ruston High School. So anyway, I want to kind of in, let me indulge a little bit in a blast from the past from that 1988 Ruston High School State Championship team, uh, probably one of the better basketball teams in this area at that time for sure and in a number of years. Good stuff there, uh, Jack. Uh, remind me uh, when that day uh, gets closer. We'll certainly do something on the TV side. Appreciate it. Well, that'd time, be buddy. great. We would love, we'd love to have that and love to have you come, come by if you get a chance. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Coach Jack Figpin joining us for uh, his weekly visit. Uh, rough weekend, as he said, for the Duncan Dogs to lose two on the road. Schedule does ease up a little bit. Uh, ULM goes down to Lafayette, and they fall to the Cajuns 82-48. Grambling also uh, loses this weekend. And then LSU uh, coming off that big win against Arkansas. And you could see it on Twitter and the buzz and the ticket sales and the crowd that they got in there to the PMAC. What, uh, 13,600. Yeah, great crowd. The crowd was pretty quiet for most of the game, though. Uh, so while there were a lot of people in there, it didn't feel like there were a whole lot of people. But, uh, yeah, the LSU loss was interesting because – there were a lot of there were a lot of conversations going on after that game whether Will Wade cost the team or not. For those who who might have missed it, uh, Will Wade uh, he's a very passionate guy. First of all, we've seen this already this season. He gets fired up on the sideline. But there was I think at the time the LSU was down by like seven or five something like that, and it was uh, less than two minutes to go and. Tremont Waters makes a brilliant play. He stops the ball with it looked like his thigh, around his thigh area, and gets a kick ball call. Well, Will Wade loses his mind and starts slapping the score table and just kind of has a fit, all right? Well, then, uh, you know, I think Bambi ends up scoring, and then Tremont Waters comes down and sinks a three and makes it a five-point game. And immediately after the three, Will Wade gets in the referee's face and draws a technical foul and you know LSU really didn't stand a chance of coming back after that uh, so a lot of people were saying you know Will Wade kind of cost LSU the game and while others were saying you know they like the passion I think you can like the passion and also acknowledge that this was a young coach mistake I mean he's still a very young coach um, he he did get a little bit too much too into it and uh, 
you got to be able to control your emotions. Yeah, you, you want to be passionate, you want to be fiery because, let's face it, when the crowd isn't doing it, you have to do it as a coach. You have to get your guys fired up. And uh, Well, Wade's done a great job of that this year, but I thought um, his emotions got the better of him in that moment. A little bit of odd uh, circumstance, the fact that what they're 2-0 and on the road in conference play <laughs> and now 0-2 uh, yeah. at home. But Alabama's a really good basketball team, and they went to that big lineup, and LSU just had no answer for that physicality. Um, so, you know, you got to tip your cap to Alabama. They were just a better team. But, um, yeah, LSU also had one of its worst shooting performances of the season. We're not used to seeing them shoot it poorly. Um, and, you know, you, you just you look at the game, and I thought it was a fun matchup between Colin Sexton and Tremont Waters, two of the best players in the SEC. Actually, I heard there were seven NBA scouts there, uh, mostly to see Sexton because he's, he's a lottery pick. But um, the two were, were were a bit pushy, a little chippy between the, between the two. I didn't expect that. But, uh, yeah, I'm ready to see them square off again. I want to see if LSU can have a, a better shooting performance and, and get that victory at Alabama. Let's fire the text line back up. Uh, your biggest takeaways from the Saints' devastating loss to the Vikings, 888-993-7762. After the break, you'll hear from uh, Drew Brees on his big second half. And also more comments from Sean Payton on the play that ultimately cost the Saints a chance to play for an NFC championship. The Morning Drive, back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, Turkey. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Where Keenum's going to try to work the ball on the boundary. Keenum steps into it. Pass is caught. Jakes! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and the Minnesota fans with the call there. By the way, what what is uh, Joe Buck doing with the hair and the the scraggly uh, beard? Speaking of scraggly, you got a nice beard going too. No, thanks. Uh, Why do we have to play that? 
It's part of the story, man. You just got to forget that it happened. Oh, uh, we're trying to. Uh, Richie, great point. Need to make uh, Falcon fans aware that what transpired last night doesn't hold anything on blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is irritating me as well. Uh, Falcons fans taking joy out Yeah, sure, you can take joy out of it, but you can't compare the situations. I saw uh, a, a tweet on, on the Twitter where this guy says he's putting the 24-23 10 seconds left on a shirt and wearing it to Mardi Gras. Good luck with that, buddy. You're going to get out of there safe and sound, I'm sure. <laughs> I just had to retweet it. said, you ever been to New Orleans? You ever watch that show in Practical Jokers? That would be kind of like a stunt or a stu- that yeah. they would have to try to pull Go off. for it. Go for it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You better have security with you. Uh, Teo coming to the defense of uh, Marcus Williams. Uh, just a part of his quote uh, says, I could have made more tackles. I could have run through more gaps and made some more tackles for losses. I could have done a lot of stuff. It wasn't Marcus. Marcus is a great player. He's a young player, and he's a bright future ahead of him. He's going to make more great plays than mistakes, and I'm excited for this kid. He's going to come back, and he's going to get better. He already is ahead of his time as far as he plays the safety position. Now you add a lot of motivation. The sky's the limit for him, and I'm glad that he's my safety. Good good statement. Good good job backing your teammate. I like that. Sean Payton was uh, pressed more on uh, Williams in the play at the end of the game. And what went wrong, and also uh, Williams' development as a safety. It's not on one player now. I mean, you guys, uh, I'm sure, will want to swamp his locker. He's played well for us all year. And it was a timing decision, obviously. Um, You know, he'd like to have that back, but uh, he's been a good player for us all year. Chad, go ahead and read his take. Man, Chad. I laid in bed last night with an ache in my chest. It was an awful but distant familiar feeling. I had to go back in my memory but realized it was the same feeling I had when my college girlfriend broke up with me unexpectedly after four years. I don't remember being truly heartbroken heartbroken since then. But, Chad, you're a stronger individual because of that, right? Yeah, so we'll all be stronger because of what took place last night. Yeah, is that, isn't that the correlation yeah, you're trying to make? Yeah, yeah uh, sure. Good text here. We're talking about uh, Drew Brees and his future with the Saints <laughs> as he turns uh, 39, uh, I believe, today. And, of course, he does not have a contract with the Saints. And we we're like, well, he needs to take a hometown discount. He needs to take mm-hmm. some kind of – I mean, you look at other franchise quarterbacks. They're not uh, you know, asking for the moon from their teams. And then, of course, the text we get, uh, Drew's wife does not do pay cuts. <laughs> Probably not, no. She doesn't do hometown discount? I guess not. Uh, no, I mean, if you think about it, though, right? I mean, it's it's really hard to ask somebody to take less money because you're not in their shoes. But if we know Drew Brees isn't hurting for money, right? And if he if is, he really, has problems. And if you really, yeah, and we know him yeah, not to be that way. Um, if, you, if you really do want to make another push for a championship, this is the time to take less money. You look at the roster, man. If you if you don't you know make the Saints break the bank with you, think of what what the Saints can do. And you look you now you're talking about realistic expectations going into next year. And we all know what the expectations were this year. You're coming off you know, three consecutive seven and nine seasons. You stumble out of the starting gates zero and two. It was all doom and gloom. And now with that young roster coming back and with a defense and you got a 
huge playmaker in the backfield with you in Kamara. I mean, the future is extremely bright for this franchise. And it's like what Gus was talking with us about last week. You know, the Saints go into this draft not, you know, trying to fill big holes. They're trying to improve depth. And that's, I mean, that's a big change in, in the Saints. You know, it's not like, oh, we have to get this position this year. No, it's like, oh, we need some more depth here and, and you know, get a few more picks to make our team even better. Mm. Anthony says, haven't been this hurt since the Vernon Davis catch. And um, Doug says, a lot are forgetting the Saints may not have even been in a position to win without right. Williams' interception late in the third quarter. He's a heck of a player and would be better for this. Yeah, and that's what why we tried to stress that all morning. Mm-hmm. You know that he has had a great season, had that interception in the third quarter to get them back into it, but just had a bonehead play, just was not aware of the situation. And you know, if he could, it's going to make him a better player. It kind of reminds me of Jalen Mills. Remember when he gave up the T.J. Yeldon play when he was a freshman? I covered the team then, and I just remember that's all he talked about mm-hmm. every time we talked to him. He he obsessed over it, and he became a better player because of it. I expect the same thing to happen with Marcus Williams. Mm. And you look at the Saints, and a lot of franchises or teams probably would have folded the tent when they're down 17 to nothing in the first half. Nothing was going right for them. The way they rallied in the second, of course, led by a breeze and his three touchdowns and the 172 yards passing, scored 24 points in the second half. And after the game, Breeze was asked about the second half performance by the offense. In a game like this, you know, every point counts. But um, can't say enough about the way that we battled there in the second half. Uh, man, I think we scored on every drive. Um, hard to do that on the road, playoffs against this team, that defense, number one defense in football right there, you know. And um, so I can't say enough about our guys and the resolve of our team. Um, just to, 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 to battle back after being down 17 nothing, And um, really felt like we had a, should have won that game. Neil says LSU and Saints season ended on the exact same play. Felt like it. Uh, is this any consolation at all, Aaron, that the Pelicans came back from down 19 and won yesterday in overtime? <laughs> no? Is that a stretch? Anthony Davis have 48 points. They're, I believe they're the sixth seed in the playoffs today. <laughs> no, is this going right right over you? Yeah. Okay. I thought you might care a little bit. <laughs> Are they over 500 now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we want to hear a little bit more from uh, Sean Payton on the safety, uh, Williams. Here he is uh, just discussing uh, what took place. It's not on one player now. I mean, you guys, uh, I'm sure, will want to swamp his locker. He's played well for us all year. And – it was a timing decision, obviously. Um, you know, he'd like to have that back, but uh, he's been a good player for us all year. Saints move forward. Vikings move forward to the NFC Championship game. Now is the favorite against Doug Peterson's Philadelphia Eagles. Who are you rooting for? Uh, Doug Peterson. Yeah? You think they'll actually win? He's the toast of the town in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, I can imagine. I said that win for him last week. Uh, great for him, but you know, I could just foresee the way that those fans turn against their coaches. If they lay an egg against Minnesota, they'll be out to get him. But this lease got him uh, probably three years down the r- r- road. If it doesn't work out in Philadelphia, he's going to land another NFL job, head coaching job. Well, the job with Nick Foles alone. I mean, to go in there and have Nick Foles prepared like that and play as well as he did. 
Yeah. So we pile on Foles and we pile on Bortles. <laughs> and Bortles comes out, first drive, I think he had uh, 83 passing yards in the first drive. He had eight games this year where he didn't have 83 passing yards in the first half. And he starts off on what, Did he even have 83 yards uh, <laughs> passing in the, the last game? I'm, I'm kind of being serious. It was close to the, around yeah. that mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got Bortles. You got um, Foles, Keenum, and Brady. Who would have predicted that in the final four? Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Keep the text coming. We'll get to a little bit, a few more of them after the break. Also, Nick White will join us for his weekly visit. The morning drive is back after. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Fall has arrived, so what does that mean? It's football season. Let the team at Podna's Barbecue take care of that tailgate game plan for you. That way, you enjoy the fun. Podna's Barbecue takes care of all the work. When you add Podna's Barbecue to your game day experience, you're always sure to score a touchdown. Podna's Barbecue, 165 North in Monroe, and on Splain Drive in West Monroe. Podna's Barbecue, just how it used to be. Size, speed, strength, agility. These are all tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Loan-A-Tool program. Check this out. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right free of charge. So from brake jobs to engine rebuilds, just get the one you need, leave a deposit, bring it back when you're done. It's really that simple. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Dating can be fun, but when you're ready for a real relationship this year, you're ready for Match. Have you given Match a try yet? Now try Match for seven days free. That's right, free for seven days. New people, new ways to connect. The Match community is filled with singles ready for a real relationship. For a special free offer for my listeners, go to Match.com slash Doug. For seven days to search, view photos, and connect free. Only at Match.com slash Doug. That's Match.com slash Doug. Match.com slash Doug. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, let's get to a couple of these texts here. Keep them coming. 888-993-7762 to Stuart Shelby State Prime text line. Did y'all catch the LSU game Saturday? I guess Bama owns the refs in football and in basketball. Uh, it, it was some bad calls, no doubt. Um, Shane says, what the heck are we blowing up right now? Shane says, I can't lie, that hurt last night, but the Saints went farther than I ever expected this year, so I can't be bitter. It was fun. I don't put any of this on Williams. I simply say pick up the first down on third and one, and there is no chance of this happening. Uh, Roger says in a 4-3 defense, had the receiver kept his trajectory, he could have been the hero with a knockout of the tackle. Uh, the receiver stopped suddenly, and he whiffed miserably. That play will haunt him the rest of his life. Yeah, and 
Richie says, if I'm picking a team to win it all, I'm picking Fournette and the Jags defense. I know. Wishful thinking. Mm. Bluegrass miracle where players poured the Gatorade on the coach thinking you haven't won, and then it doesn't turn out that way. Saints weren't pulling, pulling, pulling Gatorade just at that point yet. No. They were close. Uh, let's go to the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline now, joined by uh, Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, for his weekly visit. What up, bud? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, how are you all? Good. Uh, you've had a few heartbreakers as a fan. Now that you can put it into perspective as you're watching the Saints and you don't have a dog in the fight, what's your biggest takeaway the way that that ended against Minnesota? Well, I mean, I mean some of my best friends are, are Saints fans. I mean, so, um, I, you know, unlike most you know, Saints fans who have, um, you know, bitter hatred uh, towards the Cowboys, uh, I, I have none of that uh, towards the Saints at all. So, um, I was certainly pulling for him yesterday. Um, you know, my, my son, uh, my oldest son, Brian, uh, he was sitting in the lap and we, uh, a little bit yesterday, and we were kind of talking about, you know, obviously he said, well, the Cowboys aren't playing. I said, yeah, way to rub it in, bud. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I said, he said, well, you know, we want the Saints to win. I said, well, yeah. I said, I, you know, we, we don't – Said we don't want Philly to win. You know, we we don't want the Giants to ever win. We don't want the Redskins to ever win. Those are our rivals. You know, we 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 don't we don't. You know, I don't, I don't unless we're playing the Saints, which which next year the Cowboys will play the Saints. So I don't want them to win in that ball game. But you know, if they're not playing the Cowboys, then then I want them to win. So um, that that was um, that was tough. But I've been there. I mean, look, this week you know it's been three years since the, the Des Bryant catch, no catch. Um, last year, I mean, uh, the, the Aaron Rodgers pass, I mean, golly, this, I, I feel you. And so, um, there wasn't any gloating or anything for me. I can tell you that much. Um, now I, I got a feeling, you know, and, and I can tell you because, uh, I've been on the other end of that, my phone, you know, whenever the, the devs catch no catch and what happened last year. And, uh, I get a lot of text messages and uh, and people rubbing it in, and that's okay. That's that's what people do, you know. But um, I hurt for for Saints fans. That, that was tough, man. That was really tough. Um, uh, but but you know, two times this week, Aaron, I, I'm sitting and Jake, I'm sitting there on the couch, final play of a game, and I'm I'm having to just sit there and, and you know, the beauty of of what I can do, I I, I separate. I, I don't have to have you know intense fandom to be able to watch a game. I can watch a game and just, I don't, I don't have to root for anybody. I, you know, George, Alabama, I didn't care who won. I really didn't. Um, I just want to see a good game. And I did get to see a good game. But in that ball game, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what just happened? You know, I, don't, I, I'm not, I don't have really have a whole lot of emotion. I'm just like, okay, show the play again. Let me see. Did that really just happen? And that was kind of how it was last night as well. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, did that really just happen? <laughs> you got to be kidding me! That 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 just happened, and it did. And now you've seen it, um, you know, probably twenty five times now. And uh, uh, boy, it's, it's just one that's uh, unfortunately for 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 Saints fans, uh, it'll it'll be uh, played over and over and over again. And um, it just it just stinks. But uh, I've had to see the the Dez catch no catch. I've had to see the Tony Romo. Uh, bobbled uh, PAT, um, you know, snap. I've had to see, you know, Aaron Rodgers pass last year. So uh, it doesn't get any easier. But uh, and, and 
the, the best thing would be to just get back on that horse and get after it, but you can't. So uh, you got to chew on it all off season. Hopefully the Saints will. They'll, they they had a good draft. They'll hopefully uh, get better next year and uh, get Drew Brees re-signed. Uh, that that's probably the biggest thing they got to they got to try to get done and uh, see if they can get back at it and uh, try to get back at it. But the biggest thing about this league is um, y- you know. Uh, everybody said, well, you'll be back, you'll be back. You can't take that for granted. There's only uh, one or two teams that you can probably say, yeah, they're going to be back. That's the Patriots. And, and you may be even saying that about the Steelers. You used to, used to could say that about the Steelers. I don't even know if you can say that about them anymore. But uh, So uh, we'll see. And Packers, I guess, was another one you could say that about. So, um, uh, you know, dust stuff off and uh, try to get better for next year. Uh, now we got the Vikings, actually a three-point favorite in Philadelphia. The Eagles once again – Getting no respect. How about Doug Peterson, uh, Nick? We're talking about a guy just, what, uh, 11, 12 years ago, coaching in the high school ranks in Calvary. And I remember when uh, the ULM job was coming open, a lot of people were like, well, he doesn't have the credentials for the college game. And now you look at him, obviously, has paid his dues in the NFL. He's getting ready for an NFC championship game. Yeah. um, (laughs) And once again, you know, I I just went through, uh, you know, happy for Doug and, Obviously, what he's been, but I can't pull for the Eagles, guys. I just can't. You know, it's just um, uh, sorry. Um, I, I was hoping the Falcons won, and, and I know the Saints fans were the complete opposite. So they were probably happy uh, that the Eagles won. But uh, it is quite a story, though. And uh, you know, uh, they're going to they're going to play that that uh, you know chip on their shoulder card. But uh, let me tell you, uh, Minnesota's awfully good, guys. Man, they are they are really really good. They're solid offensively. Uh, you know, Keenum, uh, Keenum made, has made himself some money, uh, whether it be in Minnesota or somewhere else uh, with his play, and that defense is uh, just stellar. So uh, I like their chances uh, going on the road, but, uh, hey, you know, Philly found they got a pretty good defense as well. So it uh, could be one of those old-fashioned uh, slobber knocker uh, NFC championship games, and uh, I do look forward to watching it, and it should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to the AFC championship. How about Jacksonville? What a story. Uh, that, that's a that's a good solid young football team right there, and uh, let's not forget who who's a part of that organization again, and Tom Coughlin, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of got a raw deal there with the Giants. They're they're a train wreck right now, and uh, he goes back to Jacksonville in, in a in a you know, executive role, and uh, I think you got to credit him with uh, put put a lot of those pieces together. It's uh, got them going to a championship game, and uh, nobody thought they could go to Pittsburgh and do what they did. Uh, so, you know, I hope people doubt them again. And uh, I guess if I had to go and say there's a team I'm pulling for the rest of the way in the playoffs, it, it would have to be the Jaguars. What a story. Yeah, one of those pieces, of course, being West Monroe's Cam Robinson. All right, uh, ULM knew the Warhawks were going to have their hands full, going down, squaring off against a very talented Cajun squad, a unit that is leading the Sun Belt Conference. ULM falls uh, 82-48. to 48. They dug themselves a hole in the first half only scoring 15 points. What were your biggest takeaways from that loss to UIL? Well, I was hoping we could just keep talking about the NFL for a little bit and not forget into <laughs> this, but uh, so be it. Here we go. Um, here's my biggest takeaway. Um, man, they're good. Um, yeah. they, they've got uh, they've got three Power Five. Uh, they've got three Power Five transfers. They've got a, a, a transfer from USC, helped them get to the tournament. A couple of years ago, they got a transfer from Mizzou, and uh, they got a transfer from South Carolina, one of the pieces that helped them 
uh, you know, build and, and get to the point where they, you know, made it, you know, it wasn't on the team last year, but it helped them get to the point, you know, building them up to a Final Four team. So, uh, and then you got Bryce Washington and, and Jonathan Stove has been there uh, for another year. Oh, by the way, they've also got a BYU transfer who's been there for a couple of years in uh, Frank Bartley. So, um, you roll the dice with those transfers, and it's all hit. And uh, I, I'll make this statement after the ball game. Coach Richard also uh, said it. Um, I've seen them a lot over the years. Um, and, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking on the drive back, how many, you know, I've probably seen them play and, and called uh, more games of them than any other team inside the league. There's been so much turnover and you start thinking about, I think uh, I've called the same amount of games for them uh, as far as ULM against them, you know, Arkansas State and Little Rock. I think that's the only um, teams that, that the Warhawks, since I've been doing their games now eight years on the basketball side, that, um, uh, you know, have played them twice every year. And, um, you know, they, they've, had, they've had a team where they've had two NBA players in Alfred Payton and Sean Long, a team that went to the tournament in 2014. This team's better than them. They're really, really good. And uh, they showed it the other night. Uh, they went on a streak where they made nine straight three-pointers. Uh, they just they just got got on fire. Uh, they, they started out 0 for 8 from the field, but the Warhawks couldn't take advantage of that. And once they finally caught fire in the first half, there was no looking back. And uh, ULM couldn't get an answer for it. And uh, it, it was tough sledding there. So um, now, uh, you know, you kind of dug yourself a little bit of a hole there. And uh, – it's not getting any tougher with Texas State. Uh, the, the fighting here in Beatrix on Thursday, they still have the wall up. I thought they were going to knock that thing down, but uh, I guess we've got another year of the wall down there uh, coming up on Thursday. And uh, they, they've had uh, a pretty you know, pretty special year. They, they've had a couple of buzzer beaters. They had one uh, on uh, Saturday up in Little Rock. Uh, they had one last week against Troy. Uh, they're, they're off to a 4-1 and one start inside – or 5-1 or and one start inside the league. So uh, that'll be a tough on Thursday, and then you got league pre- preseason league favorite uh, UT Arlington on Saturday. So um, not an easy little stretch here for ULM. Uh, got to find a way to get one of these games here on the road before you come home uh, for three straight and uh, try to get back uh, at the halfway point of league play. Real quickly, uh, we lost a legend in the business, uh, Keith Jackson, over the weekend. Where does he rank up there for you, Nick? Oh, guys, man, you know, I, I heard Sam Ponder talking about this Saturday whenever this was uh, breaking out, and she was talking about, you know, she grew up in, you know, Arizona and didn't have cable, and mm-hmm. I can relate. Uh, I grew up in the uh, the, the, the bustling metropolis of uh, the suburbs of Nip and Tuck outside of uh, Farmerville, and uh, I didn't grow up with cable, so I, I was dependent upon the uh, the local channels, and uh, with those local channels, and, and I, you know, I heard you earlier talking about Monday Night Football. That was the game, and, and I remember having to beg my mom, uh, please let me stay up, please, please let me stay up and watch Monday Night Football. And uh, I would only get to really stay up for the whole thing uh, whenever the Cowboys were playing. Um, but uh, you know, and, and obviously that was the early days of it. But uh, Keith Jackson, man, what what a gentleman, and, and what a what, what a broadcaster. Um, you, you think about some of the great calls there and uh, the famous, whoa, Nelly. Uh, here's a quick story, and I'll share this from my, my buddy, J.D. Byers, who's the play-by-play voice at South Alabama. And he shared this story on Facebook. 
Um, South Alabama was up playing Nebraska, I think, last year, and he, he shared this this picture. But uh, this kind of shows you uh, what people you know think of, of Keith Jackson and how big he was, how big of an icon he was, and, and what uh, you know some of these schools would do for him. Uh, whenever they renovated the press box at Memorial Stadium uh, there at Nebraska, uh, you know the TV broadcast booth was really, really far away from the bathroom facilities. So, so Keith Jackson was getting on up there in age at this time, and uh, he he went and he told uh, the folks at Nebraska. He said, "You know, guys, we got a kind of kind of. Well, I can't do his boy. I can't do an imitation like some of these other guys could do, but." Uh, so this is really far for me to have to go, you know, to, to the bathroom and everything. So guess what Nebraska has in the in the TV booth now? The Keith Jackson bathroom facility in the TV booth there at Nebraska. Now, how cool is that? Uh, that mean, uh, That's pretty cool, you know. That, that, that means you, 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 you've, you've done something in the world, whatever. They'll make a special addition to the TV booth for you. Uh, and I know that that's just one of many stories people could share, but uh, – I went back and, and heard some, listened to some of his uh, great calls, you know, the, the Vince Young touchdown. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we could all learn a thing or two um, if we're calling some of those big moments. And it's tough whenever you're in some of those big moments. And, and radio is certainly different than TV. TV, you can let the pictures uh, kind of dictate a little bit of it. But uh, let that tell a little bit of the story. Let the moment breathe a little bit. And uh, he was one of the best at that. And so, uh, whoa, Nelly for Keith Jackson. Thanks, Nick. Enjoy uh, San Marcos and perhaps the Green Parrot later. Actually, I won't, I won't even really um, – I'm not even staying in San Marcos. I'm staying in Dallas the whole time. Um, uh, my wife's got a conference in Dallas, so uh, I'm just going to uh, roll into Dallas on Wednesday and then uh, drive down to San Marcos on Thursday, do the games, and head right back. So, uh, unfortunately, Dietrich, I, I won't be uh, hanging out at the creek. It might be a little too cold for me to enjoy the uh, sights and scenes of the creek uh, down in San Marcos this year. But uh, I'll take a picture of the payphone there in the lobby, and I'll tell uh, Bill Colhane and all the folks that uh, uh, they're, they're their most famous alumni. Aaron Dietrich says hello, although he hasn't been back in like 30 years. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Have a great week, bud. All right, all right guys. See you. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, party shots on the morning guy. Whatever car you're looking for, Whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Peace of mind goes a long way when you have the number one rated gun safe, a Liberty gun safe from McKinney Honda. Here's Richie McKinney. We now have over 100 gun safes in stock in 20 different models that range from 12 to 64 gun capacity. They're all fireproof, USA made, and have a lifetime warranty. And prices start at just $3.99. 12 months, same as cash financing, and delivery is available. For when the unexpected happens, McKinney's has you covered with a Liberty gun safe. Your outdoor superstore, Rustin. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. 
Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Local Sports Talk is on the air. This on the morning is drive, Sports Talk. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Run out of bounds or yep. run it off the back of the end zone. I mean, yep. wow. Just a big, big mistake. Uh, you just got to be able to, you got to take advantage of it when they do that kind of stuff. 10 seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, feel, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No, I promise I'm not trying to rub it in. You, you uh, certainly That are. is a pretty epic call now. Paul Allen with the call for the Minnesota. I thought Vikings. you didn't even like the call because the color guy is talking over the. Still the emotion of it. and Whatever. <laughs> you play it three times. That was the second okay, time. Okay, but you played the Joe Buck, so you played the call. Yes, I'm not trying to rub anything in. It's okay. part of history. Now, all right. Like, you want, should we run the Henderson call? I think we should. From 2009? Sure. We haven't found the Henderson call from uh, last night yet, but I, I got a feeling it had a different tone to it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We'll have that tomorrow. If we run that tomorrow, will that we be? Just, we just got a text. Quit playing that. <laughs> <laughs> we we shouldn't edit that in as part of our parting shots no. now. No, God, no. Uh, let's go to Ronnie. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State from Highline. What up, bud? Good morning, guys. That call right there is, is really, really uh, a great call. I, I wish that the color guys knew where their mute button was because, <laughs> he, obviously, the guy's just a fan at that point and, you know, rooting for his team that that just scored a touchdown. If they had a mute button, he could just hit the mute button and scream all he wanted to. Anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to remind people, and, and actually my son reminded me of this. We were listening to the game. We didn't get to watch it. We were deer hunting and we were coming home and he said well he said it's a long way we've come a long way since the 0-2 and when he reminded me of the way we felt the Monday after the second Sunday of the season we were ready for another 7-9 and nine season at best and maybe worse and the very fact that we can wake up this morning with that feeling in the pit of our stomach that man we were so close speaks to how what an awesome season the Saints really had because if, if you know if they didn't make the playoffs we wouldn't have been disappointed we would have, you know we would have spent 17 weeks disappointed instead of just one or two days after you know obviously a season that's much better than we thought it would be uh, the Monday after the second Sunday of the season yeah. good point Ronnie have a good one guys you too Thanks for listening. Richie kind of sent a text along those lines. Um, There's a party here. Make sure you don't read it. Uh, you oh, read it then. Okay. I, I guess I didn't see that one. Uh, Richie says, my disappointment lasted all of uh, five minutes. The difference with me and the Saints this year is expectations. Preseason odds had us finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. To start 0-2 looked like complete. <clears throat> Turn it around for 11 wins in the divisional title. That in itself was a win for me. 
Too many positives this season to wallow in a, in what amounted to one miracle play to end it. After going 7-9 in three straight years, getting a divisional round of the playoffs and a win, oh, oh, and an overall win for us. Man, what is wrong with Richie, you? I mean, uh, Aaron, can you read today? I, I think my glasses. I may have to get a I'll, I'll read his last part. After going 7-9 and nine, three straight years, getting to the divisional round of the playoffs was an overall win for us with a young core to build around. Even a bleak ending ends in a brighter-looking future. There you go. Well said. Yeah. So we end with uh, some positives. What do you got as a parting shot? My parting shot is I love these little Twitter wars between teams. Whenever teams take shots on Twitter, I take a lot of enjoyment in that. Mm -hmm. So before the Jags and and Steelers played, uh, Mike Mitchell was talking about uh, the rematch with the Patriots because, of course, they were looking over the Jags. Uh, and he says, we can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti. We're going to win. And then the Jags fire back. They retweet that after the win and says, you can play them on at EA Madden NFL all offseason. Mm. Love it. Love nice. the troll. Uh, Gary's taking it hard. Says, that's why I'm not renewing my season tickets. Ah, oh, Gary, come on. You showed me video of a, a fan taking his uh, big screen TV, yes, plasma yeah. TV. What's the again? best? Uh, I, I don't know if you would rat your buddy out. Uh, so last night uh, a buddy was over at the house, and we were watching outside and inside and outside. We had a, a fire going, and the game ends, and you're literally there. We talked about it for a minute and a half, two minutes, and everybody's speechless. So right. I went back inside. Next thing I know, I see him walking through the house, and he just has a, a T-shirt on him. And he came, in, came to the house. With a good-looking Saints uh, windbreaker jacket on, mm-hmm. so I said, I said, "You did not throw that in the fire." Sure enough, went out there. Yes, <laughs> he ripped off the uh, Saints uh, jacket, threw it in the fire, and then he had to pay the price, though. Then the wife figured out oh, what yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, wife didn't understand. That would have been a long ride home for him. Absolutely. <laughs> but the 65-inch TV going over the. The balcony, yeah. uh, that was that's probably the biggest. But the buddy came back. He leaves with the wife. She's very upset. He comes back uh, about a minute later looking for his phone. And it was a concern that the phone was also in the fireplace. <laughs> Thankfully, it was not. That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, the way phones cost nowadays, that's $1,000 for you. Uh, Gary then follows it up and said, I would rather them got beat 17 to 3. Yeah. That comes to the age old argument is it better to get uh-huh. blown out or to lose in heartbreaking fashion like the Saints last night? I go back and forth on that um, because, you know, I told you the national championship loss for LSU was worse because you had no positives to talk about. You had nothing to talk about to, you know, spin it positively. You've got a lot to talk about with the Saints. They That comeback was incredible. They just. Marcus Williams just made a bonehead play. Comes down to it. Bonehead play. Uh, great feedback today on the text and hotline. Certainly appreciate everybody weighing in. What do we got going on tomorrow? We got Gus. I'm sure he'll be uh, riled mm. up. He will join us at 8 o'clock, plus our weekly visit with Louisiana Tech head coach Eric Conkle at 8.30. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, the Edge coming up next with uh, Terry Waldrop. Thanks for listening to Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. Everybody have a great day. Uh, are we going to be able to make it to the station tomorrow? You know, we got this oh, big yeah, snow, snow, snow event, right? right? Yeah. Can we even operate in yeah. snow? Uh, we might. Find, let's just hope there's no rock stuck in the door. <laughs> we'll be good if there's no rock stuck in the door. Everybody have a great day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning. 
Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.